0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story, that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com so if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share please consider sending it my way now that all that's out of the way let's begin now before i start with this story i just want to say one thing after this experience Everything literally in my life has changed. This happened in 2012 when I was 11 years old. Growing up in a Hispanic cultured city, you are constantly told about ghosts, demons, witches, and even about the devil himself whenever you misbehave. It's the traditional way to scare kids into being good. To add more context and info, I was born and raised and also currently living in a city called El Paso. The city is well known to be full of ghosts and demon activity. Most notably, the famous ghost girl from one of El Paso High's class pictures. This is different though, and still to this very day, I'm still looking for answers. I grew up near a cemetery called the Concordia Cemetery, and during summer vacation, I hung out with my best friend at the time, who we'll call Mike. Mike lived a few houses down from mine. So, after school, I'd always go to his house and play video games like Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty. Well, one day Mike and I were just playing Call of Duty when Mike's mom asked us if we wanted to go join her on walking around the cemetery. So, being 11 years old, I had this idea of why not get fit for the summer, so I quickly ran back to my house just to ask for permission from my parents. My parents agreed and I started my journey of getting fit. As we were walking around the left corner of the cemetery, Mike's mom decided she was gonna jog and told us she'd be right back. After a few laps, Mike and I were getting tired and I checked the time, which was 5.30 p.m. This will be a huge factor towards the end, so keep that in mind. We started walking back until we heard a baby cry by which, unfortunately, there are cases where babies have been left in the cemetery abandoned in that very cemetery. Anyway, Mike and I did hear from a friend about a person who found a baby and reported it to the police, and the guy got a huge reward. Immediately being consumed with the idea of money being involved, we jumped over the rock wall and followed the sound of the baby's cry. Now, this is gonna sound like a made-up scenario that probably only happens in horror movies, But I can assure you that this really happened. We followed the sound to a section of the cemetery where kids and babies had passed away. Where they were buried at. And it really spooked me and Mike out. Then all of a sudden, we started smelling tobacco and heard soldiers yelling. And even talking as if they were planning on attacking someone. It then became foggy. Yeah, you heard that right. It became foggy. Mike then told me to run, and we kept on running, but we kept on passing by the same area, as if we were running in circles. We then saw shadowy figures surrounding us, which caused Mike to pass out, and of course, me being a dumbass, I left Mike and escaped the cemetery. I ran home, and I saw a lot of cops in my house. My parents had called them, but once I saw my mom, I gave her the biggest hug ever, and of course... I got yelled at by my dad. However, the police pulled me aside and questioned me, so I told them everything. Years passed and I eventually ended up moving to a different house. After that event, I didn't even see Mike after that until about five years later, when I asked him what happened once the police found him. And what he told me still gives me chills even to this day. He said that the police found him passed out on a pentagram and on the side were pieces of an animal. It was then that I found out that that very cemetery was full of satanic stuff. Especially when the well-known night stalker, Richard Ramirez, used to practice satanic rituals in an area close to where me and Mike had the experience. Here's what I think happened. Mike and I disrupted a ritual and got the worst of it. So please be careful whenever you decide to do a ghost tour in a cemetery you don't know it's probably not worth the risk. According to my mom, in the country of Lao, there are two days out of the month that's called Wansen. It is also known as the Day of the Dead. It's the day when the veil has been lifted between the world of the living and the world of the dead. Spirits are free to roam the earth this occurs two days of each month, or every 15 days. During my mom's childhood growing up, she was warned by elders not to cut through or walk past the cemetery and or funeral homes on one sin. It's highly frowned upon if you do. My mom's childhood home was across the street from a trauma center hospital and funeral home. According to her, people were dying from fatal accidents every day. On average, there was about one to two deaths a day. Once someone had passed away, the hospital staff would transport the body to the morgue and then to the funeral home, which was located behind the hospital. Having lived across the street for years, it was something her and her siblings grew up seeing. It's usually always cold in that area, regardless of what season it was. If someone ended up having to walk or pass the funeral home, They'd feel a cold draught, and the hair on their arm would raise like static electricity. My grandma's cousin had told my mom one of her experiences that had made her go from being a skeptic to a believer. One once in morning, at about 5 a.m., she was on her way to the temple to offer her blessings. She was dropped off and had to walk to the temple, which would be about less than a five minute walk she had noticed a black cat run right past her and up a tree. These trees are known to be planted and grown around cemeteries. All of a sudden, she got closer to the tree. There it had become colder and the branches and leaves started shaking, like something big was doing it on purpose to make its presence known. I also want to add that it was not a windy morning. She then had seen long strands of hair swoop down from the tree branch, swaying back and forth, but she kept her head straight and focused on walking towards the temple. During this time, she started praying out loud while quickly walking, asking for protection and guidance, and to get rid of this evil spirit that was trying to scare her. After the prayer, everything had stopped, and it was silent. My mom was told that on Wonson, Spirits can come back in any form, such as animals, shadow people, or even demons. She was warned to not ever walk through or pass through the cemetery on Watson, because the spirits of the dead come back to roam the Earth. This happened to me two years ago. I went to visit my cousin in Murphys, California with my mom in October. We stayed in Old Town, Columbia, so that we could stay in the old hotel they have there. My mom and I have always shared a love of photography, so we brought our cameras to take pictures of the old cemetery up there. When we arrived, it was eerily quiet. I mean, it was early, and it was a far walk to reach the cemetery, so it made sense to me. We were really respectful while we were taking pictures, never touching the graves or stepping over them. I also paid my respects to the gravestones I took pictures of and moved on. I had my own room across from my mom's, so I was all alone. Around 11 p.m., I went to bed after saying goodnight to my boyfriend on the phone, but I wouldn't be asleep for long. At 2 a.m., I had heard a soft mumble that sounded like a woman It brought me to consciousness, but not enough to wake me up entirely. Then I heard it. I heard a whisper. Honey, you need to run. I was now fully awake. I sat up and asked, huh, what do you mean? Then it grew louder. Run. When I didn't move, I heard a lot louder now. Run get out now i jumped out of my bed grabbed my phone ran to the bathroom and locked the door i called my boyfriend to calm me down he knew i was scared because things like this never even happened to me and i'm only really jumpy when it comes to people after talking me down i finally went back to the room and went to the bed i've never really reached out to spirits but i asked her to watch over me while i slept because I had nowhere to run to. I didn't hear anything else, but I did feel the room change, and I fell asleep instantly. When I told my mom the next morning, she was shocked, but said that it may have been something I heard from my dream. After we arrived home, I searched my pictures to see if I could find anything in the background that could maybe explain the voice I heard, but I found nothing. A year later when we returned, this time with my cousin, grandma, and godmom, I told my godmom the story because she was in that room that I heard the voice in. She never heard the voice, but I was cautious the whole time I was there. I respect the dead, I don't do Ouija boards, and I'm scared of skinwalkers. I have always believed that whenever we pass, our energy goes into the universe. I've never believed that a spirit is stuck on Earth to forever roam. Whoever she was, or whatever she was trying to protect me from, I thank her. Maybe one day I'll return to that cemetery to see if I can sense her. But until then, I'll remain unsure. So this happened to me 17 years ago. I had just turned 26 and was and still am really into the paranormal. My girlfriend at the time wanted to surprise me for my birthday and came over to my place, coffee in hand, bright and early, to take me to an abandoned well-known Chicago cemetery. I have an October birthday, so it was perfect. I got up and got ready, and we drove the one hour drive to take some pictures and hopefully get some really good EVPs. To describe the place, when you get there, you have to park across the street at the Forest Preserve and walk. You can't enter at night because there's no parking and you can actually get arrested for trespassing. We crossed the street and we head down the trail to the cemetery. Once you get about 300 feet from the broken down gate, you can hear nothing but silence. It can be 90 degrees out and once you get close, the temperature drops to at least 30 degrees. It was cold that day, so you can just imagine just how colder it was inside. Almost immediately upon entering, we both felt like something was watching us. It was very heavy and it almost made us leave. We decided to stay though because we went all that way. We began taking pictures and recording. Now, this place is not very big, but it has a dark history. It was abandoned in the 1900s, and people go there to drink, and all of the headstones are all mostly pushed over. It's overgrown, and there's graffiti. One of the graves that always sticks with me is that of an infant. People leave toys and small things there all the time. The longer we stayed, the more depressed we felt. It's like this really sad feeling that just won't go away and it feels like you're being made to stay there. There's also a busy road outside of it, and you can't even hear one single car go by. You can't hear birds or squirrels either. It's like you're in a whole nother realm. There's an old foundation to a house set in the back as well. We decided to see if we had captured anything while there, and at first we didn't see anything, and decided after almost four hours it was time to go. Now comes the scary part. We get back to my place and listen to the EVPs. My jaw dropped at what we had heard. The whole recording had whispers and you can clearly hear something say get out multiple times. The eerie part is we couldn't hear one bird or car, but could on the voice recorder. The picture started showing things. There's one I still have to this day and it's an old fallen tree with something sitting on it. I say something because you can't really call it a person. It's small and bald, and has a long pointy nose and long fingers. It was almost transparent. Like I said, it doesn't even look human. There were other pictures with things that we couldn't explain. Anyway, about two days later, I got violently sick. I felt fine and then bam, I was sick for weeks. It was a horrible respiratory infection and a lot of stomach issues. I'm healthy, but that took a lot out of me. I also started having horrible luck and I was really depressed. It took months to recover from all that. My girlfriend had minor depression after that, but not like me. We both felt like we weren't supposed to be there that day and we believe it's the reason why we had those issues. I haven't been back since, and I won't go back. Not even 17 years later. Whatever happened there with the vandalism made something dark come out. If you somehow do know the place that I'm writing about, stay the hell away from it. In December of 1989, I was six months old both of my parents were registered nurses and my father worked the night shift a cemetery was situated just outside of our backyard at the time which had a tendency to attract people who were undesirable despite living in the suburbs my mom was in the habit of bringing her cat bud into the house every night before locking up one night she was unable to find bud before i started crying and she needed to come back inside She closed the garage door, checked to ensure that the car was locked, and then locked the door leading into the basement. She then checked on me, put me to bed, and started to walk across the house and into the kitchen. There was a long hallway between my bedroom and the kitchen. From the kitchen, my mom was able to see the driveway on one end of the house and the backyard and cemetery on the other. Around 10 p.m., She happened to catch a glimpse of a large silhouette sauntering across the cemetery and towards the house. She quickly double-checked to ensure that all the doors and windows were secure. Within just a couple of minutes, she then heard scratching at the basement door. However, it was clear that it wasn't a cat. She remained silent, holding her breath. There was a brief pause, followed by a loud banging on the door. My mom then realized that she had unlocked the door leading from the side yard to the garage. In a panic, my mother called 911. The police arrived in under 15 minutes, but it seemed like hours. She paged my father multiple times while she waited, but he was unable to respond. To make matters worse, she was unable to walk back to my bedroom without passing several windows and making herself visible to the intruder possibly multiple intruders at that. When the police arrived, they searched the property for whoever had been in the garage. No one was there, but my mom did discover Bud walked in the car and yelling. The cops were never able to figure out how this happened as she had it locked to begin with. My father promptly installed a security system. My mom never had another experience with an intruder, but we did relocate nine months later always lock your doors folks and especially if you happen to live near a cemetery